to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. Isaiah 38 verse 1. By the time I'm done with you. (laughs) Isaiah 38 verse 1. And this is the famous story of Hezekiah. I'm preparing you. Say, I'm so glad I'm alive. You're alive by the mercies of God. Okay? You never know what could have happened. I'm so glad I'm alive. I'm alive to tell the story How I've overcome It's His goodness and mercy And the power of His blood I'm so glad that my freedom Wasn't based on what I've done but his goodness and mercy and the power of his blood and was the cross meant for me which my savior carried now i've been redeemed by the mercies of god and was a grave meant for me where my sin lay buried now i stand redeemed by the mercy of god okay isaiah 58 by the way the guys that are online be commenting a lot i'm reading your comments One of the things that Satan has been attacking in a lot of people is their zeal for life. That's one of the reasons why I talk about this a lot. It's their zeal for life. That zeal to live. And perhaps when I share certain things today, you'll see how it's the mercies of God. That zeal for life. As a matter of fact, Somebody could be listening to me today and you think you're a mistake. 
Somebody could be listening to me today and perhaps you think it's by luck that you got here. Someone could be listening to me today and that maybe you're purposeless or if you have a purpose, not that much. Some more purposeful than others. <laughs> but I want to tell you that there is a reason you're alive and my role is to ensure that you live as the best version of you. That's my role. There's a reason you're alive. There are so many reasons that the earth gives us to feel very insignificant. I remember one time, I think it was before the Dominion Conference, I was praying and I asked the Lord, I was saying, uh, God, don't you think some of the sermons I preach are too nice, you know, like, the earth has been designed. <laughs> You've missed that. Now, and I remember him saying the world is full of so much negativity. As a matter of fact, people are given a reason every day to feel small. They're made to feel small in their workplaces, made to feel small in their homes, made to feel small, uh, some in the exam rooms, made to feel small <laughs> in different spaces. I would rather they leave my presence not just feeling, but knowing the realities of how big they are and how important it is for them to be on this earth. Praise God. So, in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. These are the verses that make me wonder. Like for those people who your scripture of the day is like you throw the Bible and whatever you open is your verse. <laughs> now what happens if you open and that's your verse? Do you close it again and throw it down? <laughs> Have a study plan. So let's continue. <laughs> verse 2. Then Hezekiah turned his face towards the wall and prayed to the Lord. Uh -huh. And said, remember now, O Lord, I pray how I have walked with you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Now, let's continue. And the word of the Lord came to Isaiah saying, and this is where now for people who say prayer, I've heard this statement and I, I, I don't know if it's biblical or it just sounds nice. Hey, prayer does nothing to God. It's you that it changes. Are you sure? Okay, let's read. And the word came and said, go and tell Hezekiah. Paraphrasing, I've changed my mind. That's a paraphrase, right? Go and tell Hezekiah, thus says the God of David, your father. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. He didn't just hear the prayer. He saw the, his tears. Surely I'll add to your days 15 years. Now, let's not forget that Hezekiah was sick, meaning at that point the quality of life he was enjoying was not at the same level of a person who wasn't sick. But God said I would add to your days 15 years. Let's continue. Let's go to verse, 
Okay, so what happens is Isaiah is then told to prescribe some medicine, right? They had to make like some bitter roots and the like, so uh, the word came for healing and there was also medicine involved. Interesting, right? So I'm sure the doctors here shouted. So meaning doctors are, are not agents of the hippo. They're agents of God. There's a hippo somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's continue. And he went on to talk about delivering him and the city, meaning even his well-being was being cuttered for in these 15 years. Not only was he going to be alive, there was a quality of life he was going to live in the sense that his well-being was going to be cuttered for and also his health was going to improve. God doesn't just want you to barely make it through 2023 or through 2022. There's a quality of life he's prescribed for you. I'm here to tell you that he's heard your prayers. I'm here to tell you that he's seen your tears. Even those tears which you've been keeping in a bottle. (laughs) Now you know where I'm getting that statement from. Have you ever read the scripture where it talks about the woman who wiped the feet of Jesus with her tears? Now you know that uh, in the days of Jesus, we Zomboa. Guys, they were walking in the desert. How do you think their feet were? Why do you think the guys, ref- washing of feet was for the servants. That's why when Jesus said washing their feet, they were shocked. Because you can imagine how their legs were. They used to walk. They used to walk, guys. They would walk. How many times do you hear Jesus was on an ox cart? They used to walk. Amen. Amen. He, he, I was going to say the same way that he became poor so I can be rich so that he, he became you know a curse so that I can be blessed he walked <laughs> don't go and accuse me <laughs> don't accuse it's you it's you who finished it it's you who finished it not me okay so they used to walk right now have you ever seen when <laughs> now have you ever seen when she there's a woman that wiped his feet with her tears. I always used to wonder, like, did she like go there? She cries. I'm like, oh, this woman can cry. <laughs> and so what I discovered is what they used to do those days is that they would store their tears in a bottle. So she was, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and so what she was doing by, so it's like, that's something that's pricey because that's, all your life memories, all your life this, all your life this, and she came and just poured it at the feet of Jesus. Amazing, eh? So let's, let's continue. People are laughing a lot online. I'm in shape today. So now, I want us to see something. Hezekiah has received this word from the Lord and is alive. And there are some striking statements that he makes. For those who are wondering, the title of today's sermon is What a Time to be Alive. Tell somebody, I will live. I will live. I will live to declare the works of the Lord. Tell another person, I live. Tell another person, I live. Say, He came that I may have life. Praise God. Now, Hezekiah begins to say certain things, and I want you to see what he begins to say. So, verse 
17. I'll read perhaps up to 22. Indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness, because it was bitter about that word, right? But you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption. For you have cast all my sins behind your back. Let's continue. For Sheol cannot thank you. None of you know what Sheol is. Do you want to name your child Sheol? <laughs> These things, you must be researching the meaning. As they give us the amplified so that they know what it means. One time, we were praying for this couple, or a pastor Muleli, and he was praying for them to have a child. They hadn't had children. Then he said, you know what? Yeah, so Sheol is the place of the dead. So don't name your child Sheol. So, Pastor Muleli asked, saying, what do you want? And they said, we want twins. We even have names for them. What names? Ananias and Sapphira. <laughs> I said, these guys didn't read. They just heard this. They just heard it. So it says, for Sheol, which is the place of the dead, cannot confess and reach out the hand to you. He makes some striking statements. Death cannot praise and rejoice in you. They who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness to your promises. Their probation is at an end and their destiny is sealed. Now, we do know, uh, you can go to verse 19 and let's have the New King James. Now, we do know that for the new creation, when they depart from the earth, they do go to, the, they do go to heaven, right? If that's not something I've taught, I'll teach it. But there's something similar. There's something that hasn't changed from the Old Testament to the New Testament. What hasn't changed is this. Once you're done with the earth, your fate is sealed. There are no changes that you can make to your destiny. There is no prayers of the saints that can change your destiny. Should we read that one again, just so it sinks in? Go back to verse 18 in the Amplified. I really want, I really want us to see this. Tell somebody what a time to be alive. For Sheol, the place of the dead, cannot confess and reach out the hand to you. Death cannot praise and rejoice in you. They who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. Meaning, if they've not gone with, their faith, with his faithfulness, that's it. They can't hope for it. They cannot, they cannot hope for your faithfulness to your promises. Their probation is at end. Their destiny is sealed. So whether good or bad, the destiny is sealed. That's it. It's done. Next verse, let's have the New King James. Verse 19, I think. Yeah. The living, the living, the living, the living man, he shall praise you. As I do. Okay. <laughs> you see where it came from. As I do this day, the Father shall make known your truth to the children. Next verse. The Lord was ready to save me, therefore will sing my songs with stringed instruments, 
all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. Now Isaiah had said, let them take a lump of figs and apply it as a poultice on the boil and he shall recover. There are certain opportunities that only those who are alive on earth have. That they won't have again when they go and graduate into the next phase. There are certain opportunities that have been reserved for those on earth. Can I give them, can I give you a few opportunities that have been preserved for those on earth? Number one, the opportunity, I'll give you just three because I want to dwell on the third one. Number one is the opportunity to praise God well on earth. Now, as monotonous as that may sound, I want you to follow me, right? Follow me. Once we get to heaven and we are walking past the streets of gold, picture it, right? And you can see the jasper and you can see the sapphire and then maybe you get an encounter like John the Revelator and then you see him the one whom your heart loves, the one you've been worshiping all this time, and I don't know what reactions we'll have. I think some people will try to gonzenena. <laughs> don't know what gonzenena means. <laughs> Let's check the new Webster's Dictionary. So some people will try to hold on to his leg, right? Uh, I actually think we all have so many ideas about what will happen. But when we see him, I've got a feeling we're all fall flat on our face. Boom. You try to stand up flat on your... I, I don't know how it'll happen. It depends on how he'll manifest himself. I mean, when he revealed himself to John, John fell down as though dead. He didn't fall down slowly like the ones you fall down when you're getting slain. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. He fell down, boom. <laughs> That's the way he fell. And, hey, it'll be incredible. But here's the thing it won't be difficult to worship him there. You'll be shocked. Some of the stubborn people you've met, who maybe they made it to heaven, you'll be amazed. You get there and you find them, because that's all that's there. It's the atmosphere of glory. It's like when you're uh, in space, it's not shocking if you're floating, because that's the way the gravity is like there. However, let me say it. God has got special, special respect for those who can live through such a turbulent earth and still hold on to their faith. It's not difficult. It may not even be, like, listen to me. When you're in heaven, you won't have the opportunity to believe for somebody to be healed. If you don't cast out demons here, you will cast out demons from who? But then, beyond all those exploits, there's, you know the song, um, Hymn of Heaven, right? The second verse, you know the second verse, right? Let's sing it. Every prayer. Come on, give us a key. 
Every prayer. There's a part I want you to get. Every prayer. That's the key you've given us. But I've given you every. Anyway, it's okay. One, two, three, go. Let's go. Every prayer. Uh-huh. We prayed in desperation. Listen to this part. Those songs of faith. We sang through doubt and fear. And in the end, we'll say that it was worth it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there is a special blessing that is preserved for those who have not seen and yet they've believed. I want you to see this scripture. You find it in the book of John 20 and verse 29. There's a special blessing that's preserved. The opportunity to praise God now when you cannot see him, when some of the visions you have, some people want to diagnose you with one or two things. (laughs) Okay? Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. There is a praise that the earth can offer. They are such that even the prayers of the saints from earth, in heaven they are incense to him. There is a praise, there is a faith that only those on earth can offer because they are living in this time. To live in times such as these ones and preserve your integrity. To live in a body like that one, which has feelings like those ones, and walk uprightly. In heaven, you're in a glorified body. There'll be no need for self-control. Why do you think when they were talking about the worth of the lamb, when they were saying worthy is the lamb, they said, for you have made us kings and priests. They look at what the Lord Jesus has made out of the sons of men. And remember the delight of wisdom, if you read in Proverbs, has always been with the sons of men. There is a certain praise that people on earth are able to give. Notice even the people in heaven who've got high seats. The people in heaven who are considered champions and heroes of faith. It's because of what they did on earth. When you see the exploits mentioned, we are not told that, no, this one won the soccer tournament in heaven. We are told about what they did on earth. I don't know if you're hearing me. Some of you may have, perhaps you lost someone who kept believing God for their healing, but then maybe you lost them. Don't think as though in heaven they are mocked for not getting healed. They are praised because of the faith that they had, that they held on amidst that pain. So don't worry about them, they're fine. (laughs) But now with you, what I'm saying is you have an opportunity to have a legacy in heaven through how you live on earth. I think I've even gone ahead of myself. What I was trying to say is that there is a praise that we offer here on earth. No wonder when the sons of men gather in his name, he's there in their midst. Because the fact that we can gather to pray, none of you have ever come and have said, okay guys, today I'm going to show you God. Uh, there is God, like God, please say hi to the people. None of you, but 
and yet why do you keep coming for services? Why do you keep coming for services? Why do you keep believing the way you've believed? We've seen crazy miracles, right? But perhaps we've also had moments where maybe we wanted to see something and we've not always seen it the way we wanted to. We've had amazing things go for us in 2022, right? But perhaps there are one or two things we would have wanted to go better for us, but maybe they haven't. Why do you still believe? How come you still say amen to every declaration? Because there is a faith in you. You are one of those that Jesus talked about when he said, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? You are the one saying, yes, you will. And I have it. And so we've got an opportunity to actually praise God well on this earth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Turn to your down and say glory. glory. Turn to somebody and say glory. glory. Those online, tag your virtual neighbor and say glory. Wow. <laughs> that was awkward. I'm going to give you the next point. You, while you're on earth, another reason to be alive, another reason why uh, the, an opportunity to have on earth is that I want you to hear me. Each person has been ordained to have opportunities on earth. Ecclesiastes 9.11 says, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill, but time and chance happen to them all. Listen, there are still opportunities for you. There are st- ah, somebody's not hearing me. I say there's still an opportunity for you. There's still a hereafter for you. There's still an opportunity to live and dominate. There's still an opportunity for you to have more finances. There's still an opportunity for you to get married. That amen was too... Uh, there's still an opportunity for you to graduate. That area, Nishi... That's the most thunderous amen. Let me try another one. There's still an opportunity for you to cast out demons. Did you do that because you really meant to do that? Or because I said, let me try another one. There's an opportunity for you to love. There's an opportunity for you to have some hurt. There's still, there's an opportunity. <laughs> there's an opportunity for you to grow in the faith Amen. through overcoming challenges. Amen. <laughs> there's still some challenges yet to come. <laughs> there's an opportunity for you to fight some battles. Why are the men's going lower? <laughs> Someone is like, God. <laughs> and I think that you push us You've even changed your style of fighting. No, Lord, me, I'm done with warfare. For me now, this is how I fight my battle. <laughs> and, and I'll just be fighting my battles like this in the closet. Anyway, <laughs> this is Africa. <laughs> Praise God! You know, I, there's, there's a challenge that we're sorting out, right? 
I'm sure you guys, in case you didn't hear on Sunday, we announced that the whole month of January we're not able to meet physically, right? It's not something we would have wanted, but then um, there's a, it's, it's a challenge that has to be sorted out. When I was taught the news, you know how I reacted? I was like, it's been a while, you know, I've missed, I've missed a fight. I, I like a good fight, you know? Don't you think so? Don't you like a good fight? Don't you like an opportunity to show your leadership skills? Isn't it that leaders thrive in challenging moments? Haven't you missed solving problems? <laughs> okay, fine. How many of you watch football? There are those matches where your team wins 5-0, 8-0. You even get that when they score again. Eh, talonga. Have you ever scored a last-minute goal? There's something that problems does to you, you know? <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you, some of your elevation will come through trouble. So, I, I just thought I should let you know. <laughs> Is there still one last fight in you in 2022? <laughs> Why is in this congregation saying amen? <laughs> oh, Dominion was your last fight for the year. <laughs> is there one more challenge in you in 2022? You've killed the lion. You've killed the bear. How do you know? What if the next fight is the one that announces you to the kingdom? Don't lose appetite for life. Paul ended his... When Paul was dying, he said... I've fought a good fight. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Prayer ministry. It means we have work. <laughs> if we're tired of fighting this year. <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let's continue. Now, let me give you this, the, the, the next part of why you should treasure the fact that you are alive. Yeah. Why you should treasure the fact that you are alive. Online, they also not. They also don't want another. At can it use another route? <laughs> okay. Um, here's the thing. I was having a conversation, and I'll just be frank about it. I've probably had the same conversation three, five times in the past few weeks where I've had situations where somebody uh, maybe has given me a deadline or something like that and they want to kill themselves. I, I, I think I, I have that a lot actually. So there was one person I had a conversation with some few months ago and I called them to my office and I asked, okay, I'm told you want to kill yourself when? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, per Monday. I'm like, okay, just put it on my calendar. So that <laughs> no, I had to prepare to make sure I didn't, I'm not traveling out. And they're like, so Monday, what time? I said, okay. And then I asked them a very, and I know I'm being a bit comical about it, but it's not a joking matter. But I asked them, saying, um, "Why?" And so they said they they didn't like the pain that they were feeling on the inside. 
and it means they were in a state of hopelessness, right? So they didn't like the pain they were feeling on the inside. So I asked them a very interesting question that I realized many people don't know. I asked them saying, what do you think will happen afterwards? I said, I don't know. I said, okay. Can I tell you a few cases we've dealt with? Because, you know, there are those cases as pastors that sometimes you deal with and you don't, you don't say. Do you know that? that? There are some cases we deal with that we just don't tell you we've dealt with. So, there's a very, there was a person who was quite famous in Zambia and uh, took his own life. Question is where you're taking it, Right? And so it so happened that one time we were called for prayers by a certain lady who was related to the same person. And the lady had also tried to do the same thing, but um, survived it. Now the reason why we were called is this lady wanted a Pentecostal. They were not Pentecostal. They should have been from a traditional church, but usually from my experience in pastoring, when people have certain issues, they call Pentecostals. I don't know why. <laughs> and so the person needed someone who would understand, because what happened is that in the moment that they attempted to take their life, I know it's a very sensitive topic, but can you permit me to just talk? So in the moment that they attempted to do that, they found themselves coming out of their body. And then they found themselves being dragged to this dark room. That means that they were conscious even after they had died. So the fact that physical consciousness was lost doesn't mean the person in themselves lost it. So they were somewhere. And as they were being taken, they find somebody in chains on a chair. And when they looked closely, it was that relative. And nevertheless, the doctors this side were trying to do their thing. So the person came back. Can you imagine how freaked out they were because they didn't believe in such things? They thought people just sleep. So they had to find a Pentecostal. No, that's what happens, I'm telling you. The cases we get. When you hear, have you heard those stories of no, there was someone who we buried and then when they went to check, they found a stick, then the person came back that I wasn't buried, I was working in a farm. We are the ones they call, usually, when, when you hear. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Those are, those are funny stories we hear. Like, mm, should, I think this testimony, this one won't say it in church. There was, no, no, I'm, I'm not even joking. There's another guy, he goes on the pages on Facebook for Illuminati. And most of them are scammers, but it seems he met a real one. So the guy comments and says, no, I want to join. And he said, okay, we'll come get you. 
And then he replied, how? <laughs> and then that night, <laughs> he just saw men entering his room. <laughs> okay. Okay. You find that somebody who was listening to me, they've been going about civil prostitutes. One day they'll meet Delilah. And then what you pray, what prayer will you pray in that moment? <laughs> Anyways, here's what I wanted to explain. There's a certain aspect of eternity that people have not understood. And this is what I explained to the person. The challenge with eternity is this. Hear me and hear me well. Are you ready? Yes, eternity has this quality about it where it makes something everlasting in nature, whether it's good or bad. Let me say it again. It's like, while the person is on earth, there's an opportunity for that issue to be dealt with. But if they enter into eternity in that state, they could be condemning themselves to an everlasting torture of the same thing. And the demons know that. That's why when the person is on earth, they are trying to drag them to the other side where they can torment them for life. And what do they try to do to alienate them from the earth and from the people who can help them on earth? Because on the other side, they can't follow you to hug you. And no speech they ever give this side will affect, because that side, your destiny is sealed. Eternity has got an everlasting quantity such that God didn't want Adam to have it while he was a sinner. He preferred that he dies. Let me show you. Look at Genesis. Do you remember after Adam and Eve sinned? Now look at verse 22 of chapter 3. Then the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become like one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put out his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Next verse. Therefore the Lord God sent him out of the garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. Uh -huh. So he drove out the man and placed the cherubim at the east of the garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned everywhere to guard the way to the tree of life. Why? If Adam eats while he's in that state, it means he's now beyond redemption because he will now eternally be like that. Let me say it again. It means he will now, he will now be an eternal sinner like Satan. Because that's, that's the state that Satan is in. So, 
What Jesus came to bring is not necessarily living forever. That's just one of the qualities because even Satan has been around for some time. The quality that he came to bring. <laughs> okay, let's, let's slow down. We speed up. <laughs> While we are on earth, you have an opportunity to influence what your state of eternity will be. You have an opportunity to influence the quality of your eternity. Let's look at a few things. Matthew 25, verse 39. Let's start from verse 35. That's what differentiates the person who's born again on their final day when the person who's got 20 years of salvation, 50 years of salvation, it's not a difference in the quality of salvation. It's a difference in the quality of reward that they'll receive in eternity because of the opportunities they've had to manifest that salvation. Maybe from verse 33. You remember this one from RE 2046. Right? And he will set the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. I can literally say this one from memory <laughs> in the good news version. <laughs> Let's go on. This is the son of man when he comes down as king. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed by my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now begin to read it in the context of what I had already shared. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? Uh -huh. When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. There's another revelation that I wonder if I should say. Because some are maybe not used to revelatory teachings. Okay, I'll say it after this. We'll see if with that one you'll go home. Next verse. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me. You cursed into the everlasting, not that word, fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. So Satan and his angels already have their punishment set. Some people think like, in hell, Satan will be enjoying it. Hey, hey, we're chilling. Hey. One thing people don't realize when they read the scriptures is that they don't see that there's a difference between hell and the lake of fire. The lake of fire is still empty. It's yet to be thrown in. That's why they want to go alone. He wants to recruit people by selling them Jezebel oil. Let's continue. <laughs> Verse 42. <laughs> For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. Uh -huh. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Uh huh. Then they will also say to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, or stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? 
Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you do not do it to one of the least of these, you do not do it to me. Next verse. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Both of them have the same thing. It's elongated, it's perpetual. But what's differing is what they're experiencing. And what determines that is how you live on earth. Should I give you the revelation I wanted to give you? Do you know that similarly, God was the same yesterday, today, and forever? has a way of becoming more and more glorious. I've told you that, the only, that to become greater in eternity, you have to be greater in time, right? In Revelations, when they worship the Lord Jesus, the revelation they have of him is the slain lamb, lion of the tribe of Judah. He was already glorious before he came to earth. Otherwise, he wouldn't have said in Philippians, it wouldn't have said in Philippians that he gave up what he was. He wouldn't have said in John that the glory that I had before, give it back to me. And yet when they worship him, they worship him in an enhanced manner because now they even worship him for what he did on earth. But I can show you something. Are you ready for this one? Matthew 25, but I have to end here. Take me to the parable of the talents. It will give you an idea of how God thinks about you. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. The question we have to ask ourselves as we're reading this, in this parable, is that who in this case is the master? Let's continue. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Uh-huh. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. Uh huh. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. Yes. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Isn't this just seeming like the picture of the reward system in heaven and all that, right? Uh huh. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. Before we continue, let's do a bit of a role play here. In your view, who do you think is the master? The master is the Lord Jesus or God or... In essence, you can tell who the master is, right? And who are the servants in this case? And then each one has been given according to their ability, right? 
some more than others, right? But God only judges you according to your ability. Let's continue. One who was given five gained five. Another who was given, and he said, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Next. He who had also received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more. Same uh, response is given to him in 23. Let's go to 24. Then he who had received one talent came and said, Lord, talking about God, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Uh Uh-huh. I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. Next verse. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Uh So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. The life that you live, who gave it to you? He's expecting interest. There's something he's expecting on top of it. Here is the thing. Notice in heaven they say worthy is the lamb, right? And then when they call upon his worthiness, they said for you have redeemed us and you have made us kings and priests. So it's not just God worthy because of him redeeming us. He's also called worthy because of what he has made out of us. That means that if today, this time, out of her righteousness, right, that God has given her, you heard the sermon in Dominion, out of that righteousness, she starts an initiative and 5,000 people who wouldn't have gone to school end up going to school and having better lives. Now, those 5,000 people, the people that they'll think, and she tells them this is to the glory of God, what ends up happening? There are 5,000 extra praises that come to God. Meaning, there's, if we could quantify it, you'll find that maybe, you know, the, the four living creatures, they looked, they said, holy, holy, holy. Then when they looked this side, those 5,000 praises reached heaven. The glory that they see, like, oh, who is this? Oh, on their face again. Why? Because by doing what she did, scripturally, she's lent to the Lord, right? So meaning she's manifested as answered prayer. And it means there are 5,000 extra praises which have come because the abilities that she was given, she's invested and gained an interest the interest that comes on anything that God has given you always goes back to God. Hence, the more we do what we do, the more we fulfill purpose, the more glory goes to God. And he loves his glory. On the other hand, on the other hand, it means that special thing that he placed in you the more you sit on it, you're denying him his interest. Imagine on that final day, say, eh, here is the voice that you, give, you gave me for singing. Eh, here it is intact. <laughs> it's like, what? Eh, 
Nako, na, na mipela. Here's your voice. I was like, what? Why didn't you join the press team? Eh, I joined, but they were talking about me. You think that's what will bother me? And, and here is something. In eternity, some of these excuses will seem so foolish. Because in eternity, you'll be like, I left the press team because they were talking about me. And then um, the Apostle Paul said, what? <laughs> I don't know if somebody's hearing me. Is somebody getting me? No, I stopped praying because I was afraid of my parents. And then Stephen was like, eh? <laughs> What? No, um, I would have stayed in the faith, but my boyfriend wanted to be having sex. And then those who were martyred, those who were martyred for their faith, was like, What? This is, excuse, this is what we are martyred for. Like, <laughs> when I saw this one, leave him for me. I don't know if you are. <laughs> on earth, if you've made mistakes, they can be corrected now. You can still change your path. Do you remember Sarah? Sarah laughed at God in Genesis, right? But then when you read in Hebrews 11, her record in heaven is not that she laughed. Her record in heaven is that she believed. Because while you're on earth, you have an opportunity to change it. When you're out of the earth, your legacy remains like that. If you are... That's why on earth is the only place for salvation. It's the only place to be born again. It's also an opportunity for you to change things. Ladies and gentlemen, I know as we're changing a year, it's a very good opportunity because it's a very reflective period. Squeeze out everything God still has for you in 2022. But also, as you're making your reflections, remember that you only get one opportunity on earth. You only get one destiny. You'll never have 18 of them where in this one you are timid, so in the next destiny you've learned a bit better, so you'll try not to be timid. Do big things. Do great things. Do what you're supposed to do. Because, by, because your greatness simply glorifies the God who gave this to you. If you're not born again, there's somebody here who's been having pains. Let me just point, particularly, let me stand here, on this side of the body. Like they just manifest as pains on this side of the body. You're either here or online, I'm not so sure. But I want to pray for you after this prayer of salvation. Muli bakulu Muli bakulu Muli bakulu Muli bakulu Muli bakulu Muli bakulu Mole bakulu, mwele sawesu, 
I want you to make a resolve that you're going to give this life your best. You'll give it your best in all spheres. You will leave this earth having dominated. Now I pray for you, zeal for life in the name of Jesus. Zeal for life in Jesus' name. Zeal for life. Now this anointing, this word is near you. This word is near you. This word is near you. You that is in your sick bed. You that is in that car. In your home. In your chair. That headache that has come from the stress of life. Get out now. There is a freedom that comes. Now in the name of Jesus I stretch out my hand to you. And I decree and declare in Jesus name. Life and life in abundance. I decree and declare in Jesus' name that your destiny catches momentum, that your body catches health, that your mind catches peace, that your heart catches peace in the name of Jesus. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Your night has ended. The night was never meant to last forever. Now you come to an everlasting day in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Are you ready to say the grace? We can say it. the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everybody, the amazing grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of our lives, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord. been to. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on the City of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.